Welcome to another edition of the J&J Sports Radio Podcast. I've got a very special edition here today, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, James McCoola. How are we doing tonight, James? I'm doing well, my friend. I have just been pretty much looking at Twitter all day. Yeah, it's been a crazy day. Definitely one of the highlights of the NBA season is the trade deadline day, a day that a lot of fans look forward to just for the sheer chaos of it and uh, if you look back to last year there were quite a few deals that happened right at the 11th hour it seemed hoping some of that happens again this year too yeah last year was nuts it looked like it for a while it looked like nothing would happen Mm -hmm. because nothing was happening and then like the pistons jackson deal and just everything hit like a truck that year last year yeah but this year we're getting off to a little earlier start with the big trades. Yeah. Also involving the Pistons again. Right. And uh, a trade that I think the Pistons got a very, very good deal out of. And uh, if you haven't heard already, Pistons acquired Tobias Harris from the Magic and sent off Brandon Jennings and Urson Ilyasova out to Orlando. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like the deal. I know, as just from being on Twitter and then also reading any sports writer, the people are very divided on whether Tobias Harris is worth the money he's making or not. Mm-hmm. Even GMs are divided on this one, which is really interesting. I, that makes for very interesting discussions. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was a great trade. Um, one thing that Zach Lowe kind of pointed out about the trade is that since the cap's going up so much, um, it's kind of like the Pistons signed... It's almost like it's a free agent type move, except he's already locked into his money. They're not going to get into a huge bidding war. Cause, right. I mean, even people like Ryan Anderson might make $20 million, 20 plus million, depending on how many suitors, suitors are there. But And that's like... That could be disastrous for teams. We could see another... And we could see stuff like... I mean, players don't get as long of deals now, but I mean, Joe Johnson-type deals where teams aren't happy with what they have within two years of their signing and then won't be able to trade it anymore. Um, Because, I mean, even people like Dwight... Dwight still wants, like, a big contract. Yeah, he, he wants a max contract. We're actually going to get into a little bit of the specifics with that later. Yeah, Dwight Howard wants a max contract. He's playing well right now, but that that's asking quite a bit. Yeah, but I'm a huge fan. I think the trade can end up good for both sides. I mean, that's kind of in any trade. That's what both teams are looking for, obviously. But the Magic get a backup point guard that actually has some experience and can run a team, although Jennings hasn't looked great since he came back from the injury. Which he is looks, pretty he looks understandable coming back from an Achilles. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, everybody expects that. Right. But it was, he was very pass first, and, which was a little scary. Like, it bordered on being pass first or just, like, playing scared, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
not scared, but kind of that that style. Just um, he didn't do as many things as he did before. Just I mean, he still took it to the rim some, but a lot of times he was fading away from any kind of contact and still looking for the same calls he was getting before when he didn't shy away from it as much. But, I mean, I think he could fit in well. And then Ilyasova going to Orlando, which both Jennings and Ilyasova played under Skiles in Milwaukee. So, Skiles must, I mean, I, I would guess that Orlando's um, decision makers are listening to their head coach, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And just to have that continuity throughout the system. Um, but, oh, and then Ilyasova coming in. It makes me wonder if maybe we'll see another trade with, like, Channing Fry or someone who's now expendable. Yeah, because really, you think about it, Ersan Ilyasova is a younger, a little more reliable version of what Channing Fry is right now. You know, they I think the Magic brought him in for his shooting, because the Magic are just a terrible shooting team. They need it more than anybody, as Zach Lowe points out. And bringing Ilyasova in could free up the magic to trade someone like Channing Fry, possibly bring in another piece like you mentioned. Yeah, that's definitely definitely something I think will happen. And yeah, they need Ilyasova shooting. Um, I think it would, well, if Ilyasova shoots like he did earlier, I don't know. I, I've watched a lot of basketball, especially Pistons. And <clears throat> just continually throughout the season, Ilyasova's gotten worse and worse. Um, listen to this. So in November, Ilyasova shot 42% from the three-point line. December dropped down to 35%. In January, it dropped down to 32%. That's not good. No, then that's not something that you would think would be very normal. I mean, I know you and I have talked about it before, how we kind of think Ilyasova's dealing with some kind of injury even though nothing yeah. has ever been stated. that's That just seems like the logical thing of what's going on. Because that kind of drop-off in production is is pretty pretty rare with... I mean, Ilyasova's not a bad player, but to see that kind of production drop-off is, is a little shocking. Yeah, he's definitely been streaky throughout his career, so that's something. You'd expect a little more movement, but <clears throat> he's just he hasn't been good. And his defense has gotten worse, and his pick-and-roll defense was just brutal for a little bit, um, mostly for the last month. But he definitely brings some extra offense, and he's he's better in the pick-and-roll than, like, Channing, Fr- or the pick-and-pop than Channing Fry would be. And, I mean, I think it could help, and maybe they can get another piece for Fry. But then on the Pistons' side, I really like the deal for Harris. I'm on the side of I see all of Harris's potential, and he does some... I mean, he does have some room to grow on defense, but he's only 23. Mm, that's the big and, thing, just 23 years old. Yeah, his shooting's down a little bit, especially from three-point line this year, but some of that I chalk up to just how the Magic play. I think the Pistons, the way the Pistons' offense flows will look a little better. Um, just watching the Magic, I don't... Tobias Harris didn't seem to fit in with the team, and I think that hurt them a lot. And, but yeah, it opens up minutes for some of those younger players for the Magic. It's just... 
The one thing that surprises me is I kind of thought maybe the I'd see a second round pick mm-hmm. or something yeah. tossed in there. Credit to Van Gundy, and uh, credit to the the Pistons higher ups for for maneuvering around that one, not having to throw in any kind of draft pick, but just a a straight up Ilyasova for Ilyasova Jennings for Harris swap. That's yeah. That's pretty surprising. A lot of times with these trades, you'll see second round draft picks thrown in to kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. Um, so that was that's a great job by by the Pistons front office there. Yeah, one thing Van Gundy noticeably been doing is going for players that can really switch positions on the defensive end. I mean, Harris, he'll have stints where he can handle a two guard for a little bit, mm-hmm. so he can handle all the way from the two to the four. I mean, if he, if he has to consistently guard someone at the four, then he gets bullied some. If the two, then he'll get burnt some. But they can switch on a whim because he can, he can handle small spurts of it the mm-hmm. same way that Morris can. And Stanley Johnson can guard two through fours for small small bits. Yeah. KCP can guard one through threes and Jackson one through twos, kind of ones. Yeah, that's, that's um, going to be a big struggles positive for the Pistons is having that many guys who can switch one through four. Uh, it's the same know, way the, the Warriors yeah, you play. Wanna, you want to talk about a team that's doing that flawlessly. Now, obviously, the Pistons yeah. are not going to be anywhere near that level because the Warriors have such unbelievable chemistry. But I think the Pistons took a really, really good step in being able to apply those same kinds of defensive principles in switching. And now it just comes down to can your guys recognize those defensive assignments and make those switches flawlessly. That's going to be something that Stan Van Gundy is going to have a challenge with, getting these guys you know, on the same page, on the defensive end, being able to switch smoothly, stay with that other guy, if that is the way that Van Gundy chooses to go with this, which all signs seem to point towards that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And yeah, I mean, they've been switching some already. I think he's kind of already implemented that into their mindset of just switch the screen, don't waste your time screwing around trying to get over the screen if you can't. And, yeah, so it should be really fun to watch that. Um, it's exciting for the Pistons. He fits into the age, that core that they have. Mm-hmm. With it's like 22 to 26 is their, is their core players. Yep, they're all 22 to 26, which is ridiculous. So yeah, that should be really fun. But that wasn't the only... I, that was the big trade today, but there was another minor trade that went on. Mm-hmm. And that would be the Heat, Grizzlies, and the Hornets. Yeah, a little three-way action going there. A little three-way action, exactly. The Hornets, the Hornets uh, they received Courtney Lee. The Grizzlies got Hairston, Chris Anderson, and two second-round picks from the Heat. And the Heat got Brian Roberts. And, I mean, that's mostly the Grizzlies have given up on the year once the Gasol news broke that he broke his foot. And the Heat are just cutting cap. And they're cutting away from their cap to save quite a bunch of money on that luxury tax with this deal. I like the trade for everybody, to be honest. Yeah. I, sending Lee to the Hornets, you know, Courtney Lee has established himself as as what the league is turning... has turn to with that 3 and D guy. Uh, I think Lee fits that role really well. And right now the Hornets are in that 8th spot in the East, in the very competitive East. So, you know, Charlotte has a lot they're still playing for. 
and I think Courtney Lee <clears throat> gives them a, a little more shooting now that you know MKG Michael Kidd Gilchrist has just announced not too long ago that he is out for the season again um, after shoulder surgery. So picking up Lee is a big boost yeah. for the Hornets who are who are hoping to stay in the playoff picture. That's just rough. He's just battled with so many injuries. And, I mean, who knows if he'll ever be healthy. If he is, we'll see one of the best defenders in the NBA. But if not, that sucks. But anyways, back to the trade. The Hornets fill that role with MKG, like you pointed out, and gives them some insurance, which Courtney Lee's mm-hmm. good. He is. And... Yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies get two second-round picks, and they're just taking on some cap because they had the room. And then the Heat got room and get another backup point guard who's probably not going to yeah. play. So, yeah, I mean, I like the trade for everybody. I think it's good. Yeah. It's good to see the Grizzlies getting something since their season's over. Yep, it's going to be it's gonna be a little sad not seeing Birdman in a Miami Heat uniform anymore. But, I mean, he only played in seven games so far this season anyways. So, he's in the last year of his contract. Yeah. So, probably don't expect to see... Birdman in the league for too much longer. No. Um, then no, this will be PJ Harrison, second year of the league, has some off the court issues, uh, but he started forty three games with the Hornets, uh, just averaging six points and a little under three rebounds in about twenty minutes a game. So I think the jury's still a little bit out on him as far as what he can develop into. So for Memphis taking him on, you yeah. know. The, the risk-reward spectrum. It could be, you know, I don't think there's too much of a risk taking on P.J. Hairston. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much zero so risk. I, I, I like it for all the teams as well. So, you know, the, the two, I think those might have been the only two trades that have gone on today so far. But I... Yeah, so far that's it. I like right. what all the teams that have been involved in them have done. And uh, hopefully we can get we can get some uh, more trades going before the deadline hits. But speaking of that, uh, one of the fun things about the trade deadline is all the rumors that seem to circulate around the league. And there have been some good ones this year. I would probably start with the most high-profile one that has been going around. And this has been centered around Blake Griffin. And those talks have really heated up due to Griffin's latest incident, punching the trainer and breaking his hand, being out for another four weeks or or whatever it is. And the rumor that's been going on has been between, well, really, anyone kind of looking to take on Blake Griffin, but most notably between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Uh, Just give you a quick breakdown of what has gone on. The Clippers initiated this trade, and what it appeared to be, Clippers were going to offer Blake Griffin and Lance Stevenson for Danilo Gallinari, Kenneth Fareed, Will Barton, and Nikola Jokic. So it it seemed for the time being until at least the summer that Blake Griffin, you know, barring barring an unforeseen trade, you know, in my mind at least, Blake Griffin will stay with the Clippers till at least July. Yeah, I don't see him getting traded during this season. I know the Clippers are high on getting 
going after mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, and chances are the the only way they could snag him would be in a sign and trade, um, where they would sign Blake Griffin, um, and swap those players. But yeah, so I don't think he'll get traded unless something really big pops up. And to look back at that Nuggets deal, I fully understand why the Nuggets wouldn't do that. If I'm the Clippers, I would absolutely take that. But but the Nuggets, oh yeah, you know they they did the right thing. They like their young players, uh, you know. Yeah, young players yeah. under control. Because Griffin is, I'd say there's a if they did make that trade, I'd say Griffin ninety percent chance he bolts after next year. Instead, they keep Gallo, which he's signed through 16-17 with a player option for 17-18. Ferried through 18-19. Barton through 17-18 on a really, really good contract. By the contract. way, you, and then you know Jokic. how much we love Will Barton. Hmm? Best. Oh, yeah, the champ. people's champ. I mean, you can't get rid of the people's champ. He's incredible. You can't do that. No, the people Yeah, then you have the Manimal, another great nickname. Kenneth Fareed. I mean, I know. you can't break that up if you're the Nuggets. I think they're smart in not doing anything with this. Yeah, they have all those young players under control, and I think they like the direction their team's going Yeah, I going do too. In. And, oh, yeah, I think, I think they're looking really good. And then they also, you don't want to break up Joseph Nurkic and Nikola Jokic. They got those, yeah, NIK and URK. But, yeah, so Denver quickly, quickly shot this trade down, which I don't think was too much surprise. So I think the Clippers yeah, I think the Clippers are gonna be fairly much. quiet at the trade deadline if I had to guess. Although, you know, signs point to them trying to ship Stevenson. Uh who knows, because Doc Rivers just you just never know what to expect with Doc Rivers anymore. He's he doesn't seem to be that good of a coach obviously does not seem to be that good of a GM uh, he's calling the shots here who knows what could happen but if I had to put money on it I would say the Clippers are going to stay relatively quiet at the trade deadline yeah I think they'll stay quiet and I think they'll try to run their some um, we've talked about this before just, pers- mm-hmm. just the two of us but I know that they just need to do something about their bench and the way they they stagger those start of their big three because, A, Chris Paul's playing. He's handling the ball and doing just way too much. There's no way his body can make it through this season yeah. and the playoffs for them to move on do well. And so they just need, they need to let, either have Griffin stay in extended minutes or pull him early so that he can be out with the second unit and just have, have the offense run through him for at least longer periods in the game because they just aren't doing that. Which he's really good with offense running through him. Um, I think that's when his trade value is highest, when Chris Paul got hurt and Blake ran into point forward mode and just dominated. But, yeah, I don't think they'll make any moves. They don't really have any pieces to trade um, that anybody wants. So I think they'll just probably stick with what they have and hope to make another run in the playoffs. Yeah, so, it, I mean, obviously the Clippers are going to make the playoff. We'll see. We'll see what kind of run they can make. Uh, I'll take us to the the next juiciest trade room that's been going around. That, that give it to me. That deals Give with it to the, me. 
the Miami Heat and the Houston Rockets, of course, we're talking about Dwight Howard with Houston, who I know we've talked about this. There just don't seem to be a whole lot of suitors for Dwight Howard, although Dwight's playing really well, but there just don't seem to be many teams interested in him. And the, the rumor that's come up has been, as far as I can tell, kind of a, I mean, I'm sure there may, may be some other moving parts, but Hassan Whiteside for Dwight Howard. Which yeah. is, is an interesting, interesting concept. Uh, according to reports, the that Houston has been has been making calls for two weeks regarding Dwight Howard. So it's been going on for a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, it's most likely that no one really wants Dwight. He wants a max level deal with the cap rising in the you know next year and also in the, in the coming years. Is Dwight going to be worth taking on that max level deal? Probably not. But you got to think that someone might and eventually do it. Or if the the Rockets yeah, keep it. I mean, there are thirty teams, most with a whole lot of yeah. cap space. So someone will probably offer him something. I would guess at least a fair amount. But yeah, um, I don't see how that package could work out just due to numbers. I'm not sure what teams would give up to make that trade work. Now, Hassan Whiteside's going to be an unrestricted free agent in July. So, so, And nobody has his bird no. rights either, so it's... So there's like, no, nobody gets anything extra for right. trading for him. It's not like you have one up right. on anyone else. But yeah, I mean, Dwight Howard's making $22 million a year. Whiteside's making under $1 million a year. I just don't... I don't know how the numbers they can move just aren't going to add up to make that deal work. Some, some drastic pieces, possibly getting a, I don't know, even a third team involved. I, I, I just don't see that trade happening. But it's one that has come up. Yeah, as, as a rumor. So. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there were some rumors rumbling around yeah. about that one. Um, but yeah, I don't see that happening. Right. So. What's the next juicy? Give me another know, juicy one. How juicy this one is, but. Um, this has kind of been going around for almost a year now, and that involves the love machine, Kevin Love over in Cleveland. There have been, there have been rumors of, of sending Kevin Love to Boston, but the Cavs have shot those down. They say they have no desire to trade Kevin Love. However, however, Cavs are open to shipping off Timothy Mozgov, Iman Shumpert uh, at the right price. Those two would be available. So Cavs could be busy this trade deadline, but any rumors of Kevin Love being shipped anywhere, Cavs quickly dispelled those. But I, I'm not sure I believe yeah. that. No, I could. If the right deal comes, I don't think they'd trade Love unless they got back mm-hmm. another star. There were some rumblings with. Carmelo going to Cleveland like and Carmelo wants trade to stay with in Boston. New York, I think, from from everything he said. But I, think, I actually believe Carmelo with that. He's got a lot of business. Yeah, I think I think he does. I think yeah. his wife does. But if he had a chance to go compete for a championship alongside LeBron, he might he might be willing to get rid of that trade 
And you know, no he's, he's entering the twilight of his career. I mean, he's still an incredibly gifted player, but he's probably on the wrong end of his career now. And it's just, I don't know how many more years he's going to have at a, a peak, at peak talent. You know, yeah. You might want to try to take whatever he can get. It scares me a bit. Melo's knee scares me a bit because he had some trouble last year and then he hasn't been healthy lately this year. Um, so that definitely scares me a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the more realistic ones, like you mentioned, Shump and Mozgov. And I know the Cavs, the names that have come up around the Cavs are Kufos, mm-hmm. Costa Kufos, Kyle Korver, and then Ben McLemore. Yep. Which, McLemore, his um his agent is has apparently been talking to teams trying to find a trade for him to get out yep. of Sacramento. One thing would, would have been the Cavs. That's, that's one thing I've been seeing a lot is... An option for Ben McLemore would be to the Cavs. And uh, Costa Kufos, Karan Butler, like you mentioned, also might be doing that. If, if Karan Butler is not shipped by the trade deadline, if they're saying it's it's likely that he'll be bought out. Um, so, yeah, buy out by March that. 1st. Also, Omri Caspi, uh, a lot of teams seem to have interest in him, but I think the Kings may want to keep him around if, if they're wanting to have any kind of a, a playoff push in them. Yeah, I don't think they have a playoff push. One thing um, I like about Caspi is I know Caspi really wants to stay in... Like He signed that deal and he wanted to stay in Sacramento, and I think he still wants to stay there. And even, I mean... Even if you find a deal that's decent, I mean, Caspi wants to be there. Sometimes you don't trade players who want to be decent players who want to play for your team. It's not worth trading. You want to look. You want to be a place that players want to go and play, and that you're going to take care of well. Kind of like the Heat. How it's almost like family. They bring people back, and Dwayne Wade's always going to be a part of their family, and he's always going to be treated really well. And that looks really good for players who are just looking to settle down and just stay with one team and build build a dynasty or build a nice thing there and so i kind of hope just for caspi's sake and just for king's fans sake that they keep them but they've done yeah. crazier yeah who knows what's going on with the kings and and i really hope macklemore gets out of there because um his defense is still pretty bad but he's starting to shoot a little better and he's still really yeah. really yeah, he young. came he came out of kansas as a freshman it's not like he's been in a great situation. Switching coach after coach after coach, getting draw or going to the doghouse with some, and then getting time again, and it's just such a screwy place for a young player to try to learn how to play in the NBA. But yeah, so hopefully Mclemore gets out of there, and yeah, I mean he'd probably be a good fit with the Cavs. No, that boy, that would, that would be an ideal situation for Mclemore, just spotting up taking those kickouts from LeBron or Kyrie, uh, being under the tutelage yeah. of LeBron James, I, I think would do wonders for anybody's career. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if LeBron tells you to try hard, or if you see LeBron trying hard in practice, yeah. you're going to yeah. try hard. And But one of those other names mentioned to the Cavs that they said they wanted um, would be Korver. And just kind of how the Hawks are... With splitters, it was just announced that Tiago's going to be out for the season. And it really looks like the Hawks might be blowing it up. I know that they want... They've said Horford's available, but they need... They want a lot in return. And, but then, I mean, Corver, I think he's on the last contract of his, last year of his contract. And 
I mean, yeah, if they blow it up, I mean, you might have to pay quite a bit to get Corver or somebody like that, or, I mean, Teague, since it looks like they're yeah, going to Yeah, a couple of things that I've read, um, specifically with, with Al Horford wanting to possibly head somewhere else outside of Atlanta, actually deals a little bit with him wanting to go to a place that he can play, and, and there's a little more uh, Dominican diversity. You know, I swear as it kind of says to say that, but Horford's indicated that he would like to play outside of Atlanta where there's a little more ethnic diversity, you know, him being from the DR. And one one team, mm-hmm. one city that's actually come up has been uh, Toronto. Toronto has interest in upgrading their power forward position. They're interested in Thaddeus Young, Kenneth Fareed, Ryan Anderson, Mark Heath Morris, P.J. Tucker, Al Horford. Uh, but that could end up costing the Raptors a, a little more than they would want to give up. So I, I think they're a team to uh, keep their eye on. But anyway, back back to the Hawks. Uh, it, it could be time for them to blow it up. And maybe a week or so ago, heard, uh, maybe it's more than a week or so, but rumors about Jeff Teague to the Pacers for George Hill. A lot of teams seem to be interested in and Jeff T, a lot of teams that could use uh, a steady point guard, but that was the one that seemed to be making the most noise was Jeff T to the Pacers for George Hill, but that's tapered off. I haven't heard too much about that lately. Yeah, I haven't either. I think that probably I could see if T gets shipped. Right now, it looks like it would be maybe the Jazz or well, the Knicks if either team can find something with the to Knicks give. Is that they don't have any assets to make it worthwhile for the Hawks, so that'd be really difficult for the Knicks to do. The Jazz at least would be able to offer Trey Burke, uh, Alec Burks, um, the Killer Bees. There, they could offer that to Atlanta, and that would be something that Atlanta would definitely take a second look at, in my opinion. So I think. If he were to get shipped, I think Utah would be a, a little more likely scenario for them than the Knicks, strictly because the Knicks just don't have anything they can offer that Atlanta would want. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I don't know if the Knicks can... I mean, the Knicks really no. don't have anything. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets traded and they kind of hand the reins over to Schroeder there. And, But yeah, I mean, I see them... I see. I could see Corver getting shipped out if they find the right deal. Just because, I mean, they really did top out last year. The East was at the weakest it'll ever be. and But, I mean, if they did keep their team together, although the splitter injury hurts it, they, they totally could have still made the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they were a good team. But, but if you're going to blow it up, blow it up and get as much as you can for those guys. Yeah. Um, you mentioned one trade earlier, the with Toronto and Atlanta. One of the other ones that's kind of been tossed out there would be between the Bulls and Raptors with uh, Taj Gibson and then Patrick Patterson going back to the Bulls. And I, I would like, I mean, I personally, I think Taj Gibson's better than Patrick Patterson. And the Raptors but, really like Patrick Patterson, too. They... He's from from everything I've read and gathered that the Raptors they I mean they really really want to stick with Patterson just as a guy I guess but yeah you know obviously this is a business you can't get too caught up emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Well, one thing that I was happy that reminded me about the Pistons is that 
Tobias Harris does tons of community work. Yeah. He won their community citizen or whatever for the Magic yep. two years in a row, um, or two years, which he was only there for like three total years since he got traded halfway through the season twice. But um, that made me really happy. I think that's a good thing for Detroit, especially just trying to become really help out the community and look good towards everybody, help the city, all that stuff. So I really liked hearing that and just knowing that you're getting a pretty good person or at least the person that really wants to help out other people. But yeah, um, what other trades do we have rumoring around? Well, the Raptors are definitely interested in upgrading that power forward position. Anderson fit that need. Uh, I know, yeah. The the Raptors said they weren't interested in it, but everybody's always interested if the price is right, and everybody will do their due diligence on these trades. And... So a lot of times, I mean, I always kind of like the Pistons. I mean, Stan Van, he always says, I mean, he and Jeff Bauer say, we'll look at every single trade. And he'll, I mean, they they never just shut, like, shut anything down, which I think is good. Just because it's true. But, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. So far, it's been a really fun trade deadline. I think the team to look out for, though, is going to be Boston because they have so many different pieces that they can offer for teams. But but it makes you wonder, yeah. do they want to hang on? I mean, how how many first-round draft picks are they having for this, this coming draft? Are they have, like, four? They, they've, got, yeah. they've got a lot of, of different ways they can go if they want to try to lure some... Uh, some some decent names over to their side. They they've got the trade pieces that a lot of teams would be wanting. Uh, you know they they want to get rid of David Lee. They're trying to find a new place for him. So I I think they're a team to look out for as the trade deadline approaches. Yeah yeah they could totally you could totally see them in a trade. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a little run at getting like Griffin, which I don't think they. The Clippers would want to trade him at the moment, like we talked about, but they just have so many pieces. Yeah, they have four first-round picks this year, and then they just have a lot of, like, solid role players. I mean, maybe too many role players. We'll see if they can turn that into anything more before they become free agents, but yeah, I mean, I think they'd have... I, I think they'll make some move. It sure feels like they'd make some move before the trade deadline. Just because they have so many guys. And I do, yeah, I think Lee's talked about how he wants out, or his agent. Just because he fell out of that rotation and wants to play. But, who knows? It's an exciting time. Hopefully we get some of these these trades fired up here soon, and we'll have a lot more more to talk about. Uh, I don't know, last year was, was a lot of excitement. Hopefully this year is not a letdown. We shall see. I know. As a Pistons fan, I've already gotten my excitement getting Harris. But obviously, if it ended right now, it's just the two deals going on. Pistons, obvious winners. Uh, in our mind, at least, we'll have to see how Tobias Harris pans out. But that's a lot of upside. Uh, they, they like to talk about yeah. upside, potential of players. Tobias Harris has got that. I think Stan McGunney can convince him to... Uh, buy into this system uh, two through four being able to switch you know one through four really two through four being able to switch on defense 
I care is going to buy into that. I think the Pistons, uh, well, you know, just getting past the All-Star break, they don't have a lot of time to get it together if they want to make a push towards a three seed, four seed, three seed. I think the Raptors are going to lock up that two seed here pretty soon. Raptors could lock up the yeah. one seed soon. But if the Pistons, Pistons want to make a, a push for that three seed, four seed, they're going to have to gel quickly, uh, which anyone who follows the NBA is going to tell you it's not easy. Look at the Miami Heat. It took them a little while to gel, and they, they had three superstars on their team. So Yeah, and the Pistons are yeah. all really young. But the fu- future um, looks good. Yeah, I, ho- I hope... I want the Pistons. It'd be nice if they could snag a six seed, stay away from those top two teams, uh, Raptors and Cavs, just because those two are looking like really like the two best teams in the East. Um, one thing I just thought about was the Pistons have been shopping for a veteran point guard, apparently, to take place of Brandon Jennings coming off the bench. And a couple names have been tossed around. Um, Darren Collison from the Kings and DJ Augustine who played for the Pistons before from the Thunder. Yeah, I think I'd also like to see possibly Jameer Nelson come in. Guy, he, Yeah, Jameer Nelson's another yep, one who's popped played up under there, Stan too. Van Gundy in Orlando. I think they had a pretty good relationship. You know, I, I, yeah, Jameer also is, I think he's very interested, and in, I think he enjoys teaching people how to play the game. I think he would. I think he would be good for... The younger players in Detroit, and I think he does have a good locker room presence, which I think the Pistons mm-hmm. need. Being so young, they definitely um, need that. But I know Collison also. Um, I think all his teammates love playing with him, and he's about. I mean, he's as good of a backup as you're gonna find in the NBA. But yeah, I would really like seeing either one of those. I'm not sure what the Pistons would have to give up. If it was Jameer, I mean, I know the Pistons can't really take on too much more. Um, so they would have to move somebody. If they went after Augustine, I think they could trade Reggie Bullock and uh, like Spencer Dinwiddie and get some uh, get Augustine back. But I don't know if I don't know if the Thunder would want to do that. Yeah, it'd be nice. The Pistons need another point guard because I don't know if Steve Blake can get it done. No, he hasn't he's, shown that he's been able to do that. I think It'd be smart. He's he's been a lot better since his first month. Uh, a whole lot better, but he's still not like. It would be nice to have him as our insurance, not <laughs> right, not as yeah. our backup. So we'll see. But maybe I mean, Dinwiddie just got called up from the D League, from the Grand Rapids Drive, and maybe the Pistons like what they have in them and are gonna just try to roll the dice with him. But that's a ballsy call to make, from what I've watched. Well, it'll be an interesting, interesting night as the trade deadline comes and goes here. Like we mentioned, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully we get some good ones. Have a little bit more to talk about. It's always fun, uh, hypothetically talking about NBA trades that we'd like to see. But hopefully, some of yeah. those actually come to reality. Yeah, I would like that. Because that makes it more fun. And I know, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are kind of unhappy with what they have right now. And I think that usually leads to crazy mm-hmm. stuff happening. So, which is awesome. Yeah, so we got, uh, what, today's 16th. So trade deadline is the 18th. 
three three o'clock yep, Thursday. Thursday. So got a lot of time left for for things to hash out. I think it's gonna be a good one. Hopefully it's gonna be another good one. Yeah. I hope so too. But yeah, so <clears throat> when these crazy things go down, hopefully we'll get back to you um, with another podcast, which is now on iTunes. Check us out on iTunes. You can search for us, J&J Sports Radio. Search for us and subscribe, listen in, uh, leave us a review, a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can also five, five stars, stars or four would... maybe. I'll tolerate four, yeah, but probably I'm going five. five or nothing. Just just go ahead and give us a five-star rating. You can follow us on right. Twitter, at JJ underscore Sports Radio. Link to our website is on there. Hey, it's been fun, buddy. It always is. Until next time, I'm Jacob. I'm James. Jane. All right, peace <laughs> out. Rock on. <laughs>